It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. It's time for Inside Indiana Sports with Kent Sterling. We've rebranded because that's what we do. And we don't need a meeting to do it. All we have to do is just decide. And boom, there we go. Our first guest on Inside Indiana Sports, the great Scott Agnes from VigilantSports.com. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Ken. How are you? I'm terrific. Uh, all week long, we've had an opportunity to talk to a bunch of Pacers players and Coach Nate McMillan yesterday. What did we glean from that? What did you learn? That they're getting there in terms of their comfort level of going down to Orlando, right? As we speak right now, the team has taken off. They're in the air. They're going to be arriving in Orlando here shortly this afternoon and then trying to figure everything out. Um, The other big thing in all this and trying to ask basketball-specific questions is no one has any idea what to expect because they haven't had any practices. They aren't even able to until Saturday. Um, So many guys were injured. So many guys are growing out their hair. Like, there's just so many (laughs) unusual things right now that uh, I I think if I'm Nate, I'm going into this cautiously optimistic. I trust the NBA and what they're getting into. But quite honestly, I'd be a little afraid of just the dynamics that go into everything, the care that I'm and really all of us must treat each day. And then also, what the hell might we look like on the court? Because that that would scare me a little bit. You know, as we were talking to Kevin Pritchard, I kind of asked, because he was all about how they're preparing for the bubble in terms of health Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and getting the St. Vincent Center ready to host the individual workouts that concluded yesterday. I wanted to know how much time has been spent trying to figure out how the hell to win, you know, because that's what all this is about. It's not just staying well. You've got to go win the paces right now, fifth in the East. How, how good a chance do you think they have to move up? Yeah, very different than if Victor was willing to play right now because he adds such a different dynamic that is beyond obvious that they, they're going to be lacking out there, even if he is just 90% or 95 because he says he doesn't think he's 100%. I wouldn't really expect him to be 100% probably until the fall when he's approaching two years removed from surgery based on what we saw with both Paul George and Gordon Hayward, I thought, with their significant injuries. Um, but in terms of how much they can compete, I think a lot of it – will depend on just how quickly they can come together. And I forget who it was. Maybe it was Doug McDermott um, the other day was talking about how because of the makeup of the team, 
they are well better suited. And I, I think that's probably true as well. You got a lot of guys that want to prove some stuff. They do have their contract stability, so they're not playing just for a contract. Um, the only guy in that is Justin Holiday, and I think we all know who he is, and execs know who he is and what he can pr- could provide for their team if they choose to sign him. So I think despite the newness that is of this roster, which is a, a reality we often forget, there's nine new guys on this roster. This group has quickly come together, and I think that – could better propel them to a second round, but I can't see them advancing further than that, Ken. As we've talked to players, as we've talked to Pritchard and McMillan, we hear the same thing as we ask about Vic and and whether there's any bitterness about him making that business decision to kind of get healthy for 2021 before he becomes a free agent. Do you think that privately these guys feel a little bit like, you know, what the hell? We're all putting it out there. Why can't you put it out there? I think more as it relates to communication and being open with them and transparent and that sort of thing. I think, again, when you talk about this decision, even going back to Paul George wanting out, it's less about his, his thought and what he wanted to accomplish and more so about how he went about it, right? Because the last thing you want from Victor, your star player that you have enabled and given anything he wants to, quite honestly, all the resources, whatever – is to be a little bit blindsided by that decision. And so for me, it, it, it was interesting, if you will, or funny to see, I guess, Nate McMillan's reaction when he was asked, how'd you find out? Because there was a hesitation that was like probably a cross between pissed off and should I really reveal this, right? That's how I at least took it. And then he was like, well, just like you guys, I wasn't expecting this. We had different conversations before this moment. And if you remember throughout the season, even they're having weekly meetings Coach McMillan is, instead of focusing on basketball, he's sitting on weekly meetings with Victor, with his agent, with his physical therapist, with the team's medical staff, with the Pacers front office. If you're a coach, you, don't, you have plenty of stuff to do. You're drowning in coffee and trying to accomplish what you want. The last thing you want to do is, again, going back to your intro, is sit in on meetings. And then what you discuss in those meetings, you do something totally different. I think that's what they have a problem with, less so than him sitting out, because for a lot of reasons, it does make sense. Never surprise your boss. That is a good rule in business. Um, So as they go to, and you kind of, you do a great job of sort of immersing yourself in in the lifestyle of the NBA, whether it's in terms of of marketing marketing or the way Mm -hmm. these guys live. They go down to Orlando. Do you think these guys are going to be disciplined about staying in the bubble and maintaining a vigilance where it comes to their health? I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> I, I do, quite honestly, just because this is such a unique situation. And who wants to be that a-hole that screws everything up, right, when it comes down to it? I mean, who wants to be the guy that gets called out? Now, it's fun to joke a little bit, right? Is J.R. Smith going to be the guy, right? Or Rondo, is he going to be stupid enough to do something like that? Um, I, I think you probably will have a few minor problems, but I'm not expecting anything where, like, X player sneaks off overnight, comes back with two gals. Like, that's just silly. I mean, these guys aren't that that dumb. But uh, the other thing I wouldn't be surprised with is just in terms of um, who is allowed on campus, I would not be surprised, and I almost cross my fingers, right, that things improve, that they get to a point here, Kent, where maybe once – half the teams leave because um, the regular season's over, the seeding rounds are over, and the first round of the playoffs. Maybe after that first month, talking about the end of August, that maybe they allow 
each player to have one person come into town or teams um, rosters or travel party, if you will, can be expanded by 10, let's say. So the Pacers then could bring their advanced scout, three of their basketball assistants and another medical staff, for example. Um, I think those things are more likely. I think these first, this first week, we're going to hear a lot because the unsureness and the newness, like, like we did on the first night with the food, the reality is that's just the first night. Wait a couple nights, and then I think they're going to almost be overwhelmed by the food options that the NBA has been um, making available to them. You know, I've stayed at the Grand Floridian where the Pacers are going to stay. You have. It is a great huh. place. It is phenomenally okay. good. Not opulent, but it's absolutely wonderful. It's not like staying at Wide World of Sports or Port Orleans where I've stayed too on that property. The Grand Floridian is absolutely choice, mm -hmm. a wonderful uh, hotel. What is, what's the question you want to see answered? What's that narrative you're most interested in? Maybe what Malcolm Brogdon looks like, yeah. both after suffering COVID because we haven't seen what these professional athletes look like after coming down with the testing positive. And then also, quite honestly, is he was out indefinitely. What is the status of, of his his hip, his thigh, that, that injury um, that, that cost him time. And on top of that, does he suffer yet another injury? Because that would be the theme for the season, right? Is he, he'd suffer a sprained wrist or roll his ankle because that's the luck he's having. Um, big picture, I'm just curious how this group, after being separated for three months, how much they come together. And then I don't think we can overlook what this team looks like and the, the results it gets and how it might directly impact the coaching staff. You know, that's a, uh, that's a really interesting <laughs> question. This is a yeah. coaching staff that has really been static for quite a bit of time, and they like that, right? They like having Popeye and Dan and, and Bano and, and Nate. It seems like a very familial situation, which is in direct opposition to the way it usually works in the NBA. Do you think that in the end, I mean, we, we know that Larry Bird always thought that three years and out for a head coach, you think that kind of structure, that kind of long range structure works in the NBA? I do just because there's so much turnover anymore. And that's, that's what, why I discount Larry Bird's thing, which sounds silly, right? He's played, he's coached, he's executive of the year. But what we've seen is just such a shift that kind of makes that point, that thought outdated, right? Because when he made that change going from Frank Vogel promoting Nate McMillan, if I remember right, the only guy that was on the roster that next year during those three years was Miles Turner. Yeah. So you have to be there for three years for that voice to wear out a little bit. Um, and I also look at some of the more successful franchises. Nobody is saying that about Dallas and Rick Carlisle. Nobody is saying that about Miami and Eric Spolstra. Um, so I, I think on a case-by-case -case basis, maybe that could be a theme. If you have a core roster together for quite a while, the Pacers haven't. So that's not their situation. So I don't agree with that. But um, I do know the Pacers are um, insistent on going beyond that first round, something they haven't done and since that 2013-14 team before Paul George's injury. And doesn't that seem like 10 years ago? Yeah, it does seem like 10 years ago. It seems like, you know what, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about that team with Paul George as being mm -hmm. so good in the locker room and so much fun to talk to. Kind it of was, they were yeah. Talking about these guys. Is there anybody better to talk to? Have you ever talked to anybody better? Because you've been in the locker room longer than I have uh, than Justin Holliday. 
He's one of the best. I was actually talking to this or to myself on my own podcast here going through the last decade. And the guys we've had range from Luis Scola, Paul George in his early years was outstanding. CJ Miles, Jean Mahimi, Justin Holiday, um, David West, you have to include in that bunch. So we've been fortunate to almost with every team have at least one good voice. And, and I also want to include Doug McDermott with the current group because yeah. how many times do we go over there, first voice in the locker room, and not only is he good, but he's willing. And there are a lot of guys who are willing. The only guy on this team that's really kind of dodgy with the media to me is Miles Turner. I've never had a good conversation with Miles mm-hmm. Turner. That's not to his discredit. He, he just doesn't do that. It, that's not kind of who he is. He just doesn't want to share with complete strangers holding a tape recorder. <laughs> and that's cool by me. So the I'm surprising not- guy to me, Ken, has been TJ Warren. A little slow to warm up, but I think we're getting him at a stage where he's relatively comfortable, especially ex- talking about himself, because that was something he was not comfortable with early on. It was, it was almost like he was pushing off or maybe he was t- – pot you know it's not about you well while it's not I also want to write about you I want to profile you and share who you are because you are so reserved you know the Pacers are in an interesting situation if they can stay healthy because health Mm -hmm. is not guaranteed in this deal in a way that is way different from it's not you know knees and hips and wrists it's COVID and if guys get COVID (laughs) That can decimate a team, and that can mean that a team like the Milwaukee Bucks could be vulnerable. And if the Bucks are vulnerable, it's kind of a crapshoot to see who one through five is going to wind up in the NBA Finals. This could be a great opportunity for the Pacers. And that's why they have these strict procedures should something happen like that, where if they can really isolate the issue to one trainer or one coach or two players and not a roster or even a hotel, quite honestly. Um, they're trying to limit it so you, you can keep ideally with the scrimmages even and with the, with the seeding games, uh, really the scrimmages more than anything, is to try to keep those teams you won't face often and teams that are in your hotel that you might interact with anyway, um, ultimately. Uh, two other things, by the way, I should mention that I'm curious in seeing. One, what TJ Warren looks like in the playoffs because he's never played in the playoffs. And this is something um, he's very excited about. But at the same time, is there nerves? Does he play antsy and too excited? I doubt you'll have that, honestly, though, because you don't have kind of the environment, the right. pump up, the, the media reporters standing courtside before games, um, that so, sort of thing. Um, so I'm really interested in seeing that and then just what this thing looks like, because you're right. If Honestly, I do expect kind of the Bucks in one of the L.A. teams, but it could be a crapshoot a little bit. If something happens, maybe, maybe it's just soft tissue injuries. Maybe we got a lot of rolled ankles out there or, you know, sore hamstrings and those take two or three weeks that changes everything. Tell people where they can get your work. Yeah. You can follow me uh, Fieldhouse files on any podcasting platform um, and follow me on social media at Scott Agnes. By the way, thank you for the hip to uh, anchor.fm. It's absolutely terrific. I love it. It is far superior. Absolutely. On cloud. Appreciate it. Yeah. The great Scott Agnes, who is, uh, he's an expert on the Pacers, also (laughs) an expert on uh, promulgating media all over the place and doing it with a click of a a mouse or a click of a a button on an iPad, which is very nice. Thank you very much. That's, uh, That's Inside Indiana Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, July 9th. Thanks to Scott for joining me. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, live on Facebook, and then also live on Periscope and Twitter thereafter.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.